Welcome back to the Literacy-Based Speech Therapy Podcast. My name is Kaylin. My name's Ashley. We're both licensed speech-language pathologists. If you have a love of picture books like we do and want fresh ideas for using them in your therapy sessions, you're in the right place. Today is part two of our favorites episode sharing our favorite wordless picture books. There are so many wordless books, we needed to split our episodes to share them all. We do have a great free download available for this episode, so just click on the link in this podcast app to get the list of the books that we're sharing. Kaylin, start us off with the next book. Fly by Mark Teague. So Mark Teague has many great books that we love out there. So Fly, it's a big day up in the tree that Mama Bird shares with her baby. Mama Bird thinks Baby Bird is finally ready to leave the nest and learn to fly so he can migrate south with the rest of their flock. But Baby Bird isn't so sure. Can't his mother keep bringing him worms in their nest? Can't he migrate in a hot air balloon instead or perhaps a car? So this book's hilarious. It's a great wordless picture book. It will keep your young readers giggling as Baby Bird figures out that he must flap his wings and he must learn to fly, whether he likes it or not. So we would definitely use this wordless book in the springtime because it is a baby bird. So it's a fun spring theme with our early childhood kids and our elementary kids. It is a complete episode with a problem and a solution. So that's also great for working on narratives. The illustration study is great because you're analyzing the emotions. The facial expressions are strong in this book. There are sequencing steps, so that's great. And then the vocabulary. So vocabulary descriptive words that we would pull from this specific book are convince, stubborn, attitude, tantrum, migration, and predator. So again, definitely familiarize yourself with this book and pick other vocabulary words that you might want to pick for this book. But you can definitely pull some great words from this book. This would be a perfect book for kids to write the dialogue for the back and forth between the baby and the mama bird. So that would also be fun and funny for kids to do. So for speech sounds, you could work on the medial ER for bird, the final ST for nest, the initial FL blend for fly, and the initial TR blend for tree. Okay, and the next book is very different from the cute, hilarious, giggly book of Fly. So this one is one I would recommend for your upper elementary, even through your high school students, specifically learning about American history, the Civil War time period. It is titled Unspoken by Henry Cole. So from the title on, silence and secret create like a stirring drama in this wordless picture book. It's about a child who is helping a runaway slave escape. The full page, it's like charcoal and pencil drawings, sepia tone, so it kind of goes with the emotion and the heaviness, shows the girl is busy with her chores on the family farm. Then she glimpses and sees someone watching her in the barn. She barely sees this runaway. The picture literally only shows one eye. They never speak. She never speaks to this hidden figure, but she leaves food possibly over a few days because it shows several different, you know, foods that she leaves. It's always wrapped in a cloth. And, you know, like even as terrifying, there are slave hunters on horseback who show her family a poster, wanted like a wanted poster. And then the fugitive is still in the barn. And so like, you know, there's some really tense moments. So then 
the fugitive is gone one night. Like she goes to leave food, but the person is gone. But the girl finds a doll made from the patterned cloth that was covered the food that she had always brought her. At the story's end, the girl lies in bed watching the stars at night. So there's also just this long afterward that the context and the historical setting, I think, you know, your students are going to be moved. It's a meaningful, it's a deep book. It is a profound book. And so often if, you know, we are looking for books to share with our older students, if you have students working on American history, Civil War time period, this is definitely a book that I think should be honestly in like every classroom. I think it's phenomenal. The author's note is really profound. He, you know, he wanted to create a picture book that was evocative of that era and tell the stories, but he wanted to tell the story of courage and how everyday people who were brave and in quiet ways made, you know, a strong impact in this time period. So how would we use this? It's definitely a complete episode. Theme and message are why I'm pulling this one off the shelf. Their relationship is deep, even though nothing is ever spoken. They don't even see each other. There's kindness, compassion, respect. So many themes you can use. Character understanding is heavy in this book. Was she scared? She was brave. Was there trust involved between these two characters? You can predict. So when the girl discovers someone hiding, you know, what could have happened? She she could have screamed and like the story could have been completely different. The vocabulary, you could use the words fugitive, harboring, solidarity, vigilance, what was the Underground Railroad, courage, empathy. So I'm not really using this from specific speech sounds, but, you know, there are the concepts that are involved with those vocabulary words. But definitely, if you have some upper elementary and middle school students doing the American history, this book is so amazing. And it's just, it's just a beautiful book. The next book is The Girl in the Bicycle by Mark Pett. He has several wordless books. The little girl sees a shiny new bicycle in the shop window, and she hurries home to see if she has enough money in her piggy bank. But when she comes up short, she knocks on the neighbor's doors, hoping to like help with their yard work. She has a rake in her hand. They all turn her away except for this kind old woman. And so the woman and the girl work together. You see these different scenes set up in this story. And so they do different little chores around her house. And I think they form kind of like this sweet little relationship. And then when the weather is better, the girl finally has enough money to go back. So she runs back to the store, but the bicycle is gone. So what happens next shows the reward of hard work and the true meaning of generosity. It is a complete episode, great for sequencing. I would use this just based on the pictures with my elementary age kiddos. There's a theme and message of just selflessness and friendship, lots of inferencing, the character emotions. You can see it in her body language. She's frustrated. She's disappointed. And then it moves to joy. There's some friendship. You know, you can notice that there's a picture of a man in the picture frame that they're packing up in the old lady's things. And so I think maybe the woman may have wanted her company and maybe she was a little bit lonely. So their friendship was beneficial to both of them. If you have some speech sound kids, initial G, final RL for girl, for bicycle, that medial S, medial K, final L, and then for brother, because there's a little brother in the whole story, initial BR, medial TH, and final ER. The story does have a really sweet ending because the lady ends up giving her a bicycle because 
the little girl, after she realized the bicycle was gone, she bought her brother a tricycle. And it's just so sweet. And then she goes back and the lady gives her a bicycle. And it's just the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest book. So the next book is really sweet as well. It's called Found by Jeff Newman and Larry Day. So this book doesn't have a lot of ratings and we're not really sure why because it's such a sweet book and it's has such great story grammar. So in a mostly stark black and white world, the use of color for only certain objects like Jen's clothing and the dog she rescues draws attention to the action of the story as well as the overall mood. So on a rainy day, Jen rescues the lost dog, Roscoe. Readers soon realize why Jen is sad. Her world is still mostly monochromatic, but color emerges as her heart opens up to Roscoe. So there is a series of vignettes with them running together, playing ball, rolling around on the ground. And when she ties Roscoe to a telephone pole outside a pet store to buy things for him, she notices a lost sign with his picture on it. So then she wrestles with the choice of what to do. Jen brings Roscoe back to Roscoe's original owner and then walks past the Humane Society window where there's a bulldog holding one paw against a window and the ending spread reveals a glimpse of the bulldog's tail disappearing into Jen's kitchen. So, such a sweet story. And the Amazon description names the girl Jen. Not really sure why. And then the dogs are named in the story, but again... We don't really see Jen in the story. So, but great for speech sounds. You can work on the just sound and Roscoe. That's also fantastic for that initial R and the medial SK blend. So this is a complete episode with the plan of, you know, you can kind of infer that Jen wants a dog. When she kind of falls in love with Roscoe, she goes to the pet store to buy him things, but then realizes that Roscoe belongs to someone else. So. She has a big decision to make. This is great for elementary and upper elementary, and it's very heavy on inferencing, which is why we would definitely use this for elementary, upper elementary. The vocabulary you could work on is attachment, responsibility, reunion, bond, sacrifice. Character understanding is important. Her sadness, deciding if she will accept the new dog, her decision to give the dog back, and then her decision to maybe adopt a new dog. The sequencing is also a great goal to work on. So again, with the speech sounds, you could work on the initial G and the medial ER or that final RL blend for girl instead of Jen. You can work on the final G for dog, the initial PR and the final S for prudence, and the initial R and medial S for Roscoe. Yeah, so prudence was her original dog. Oh, yes. So she originally had a dog named Prudence. And so you have to infer that and study the illustrations. And also, like, why does she already have all of these dog things? She already has a leash. She already has a dog bed, things like that. It's a sweet book. The next book is A Boy, a Dog, and a Frog by Mercer Mayer. And y'all might be more familiar with this one. There are a few others in this series. It's a part of a series. We do also have a narrative note for this one in our Pond Farm narrative notes. So we've mentioned this before in previous episodes about evaluating narratives. The story follows the adventure of a young boy, his loyal dog, as they embark on a journey to find a mischievous frog that has hopped away from them. 
It's a delightful tale of friendship, exploration, and unexpected surprises that can occur on a simple outing. So the book is smaller, so it might be tricky to use with a group, but it is a complete episode. The whole point is for the boy and the dog to catch frog. And it's funny, too. The facial expressions of the frog and the frustration of the boy. It's relatable. We would definitely use this with early childhood, elementary, and upper elementary because the concepts can be scaffolded between that large group of ages. So great for problem solving. How in the world are they going to catch this clever frog? The sequencing of what they do to try, what the frog does to try to escape. And then also like the facial expressions, whenever the boy and the dog just finally give up, they're frustrated. You can look at the frog and he's like, wait, this was fun. Where are you going? And he follows. And you can also look at the footprints and where do you think the frog's going? Where do you think once they go into the house, where do you think the boy and the dog went? They're not here right at the door. Where do they go? Where's the frog going to find them? So great for predicting, inferencing, the where question. And so for your speech sounds, you could work on that initial B for boy, the initial FR blend for frog, the initial D for dog, and the final G for dog and frog. So the last book we wanted to share is Wolf in the Snow by Matthew Cordell. A girl gets lost in a snowstorm when she's walking home from school, and then at the same time, a wolf pup gets separated from its pack. The girl discovers the wolf pup and carries it through dangerous and like icy terrain to reconnect with its pack. And then when the girl's ready to go home, she realizes she's lost. And then what's interesting, though, is the wolves actually help her by howling to attract the family that's searching for her. Only her eyes are like visible, like she's dressed for winter with her parka and her scarf and everything. So you don't really see her very well, but she is like, you know, trudging through the snow. There's a lot of emotion told only through her eyes that the readers can understand there is desperation in her eyes. So only, you know, she's covered up by all these clothes, but you can still see how desperate she is. You know, I kind of hesitate to call it a scary book. But there is a girl lost in a snowstorm and there's a pack of wolves. So, you know, like there is suspense, too, when they're reunited. There's a lot of suspense, especially in I mean, because you're like, there's a pack of wolves coming like they're surrounding her at one point. So, you know, like maybe just preview it. Make sure you preview it. But we we love this book. It is a complete episode. We want to use it with our elementary, upper elementary kids. Lots of inferencing through the visuals. And then, you know, like. You have to have that background knowledge of how dangerous wolves are to understand kind of the peril that she might be in and understand that, okay, are they going to help her or are they going to just eat her? You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of what you don't know when you see them surrounding her, but there is a clear sequence of events. So you can work on story retail with this. Definitely character understanding, decision-making. You know, did she know how dangerous wolves were? Did she take a risk or was she naive to go take this wolf back to their family? Some vocabulary that we came up with for this book, blizzard, frightened, resilience, compassion, isolation, nurturing, perseverance, treacherous, and instinct. You can use this for predicting, you know. You're not really sure what the wolves are going to do when they surround her. So you can make that prediction before you turn the page. If you have some speech sound kids, the initial W and final LF blend for wolf or medial V and final Z for wolves, plural, 
initial SN for snow because she's walking through snow in the whole story. And then that initial G or final, you know, that RL for girl. Or again, you know, you could give her a name too if you want a specific speech sound to target. So definitely download our free list of wordless books. We will link to that in the show notes. You could also search for books on the sweetsouthernspeech.com website. And we hope that this series of wordless books was helpful. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know you're a busy SLP, so thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Click the description for this episode on your listening app or go to sweetsouthernspeech.com to access the show notes. We will include any links mentioned. And to continue the conversation, come hang out with us on Instagram at Literacy Based Speech Therapy, where we share lots of books to use in your therapy sessions. We would love to hear your thoughts on what you heard today. Please leave us a review on your listening app. We'll catch you in the next episode.